I woke up for work and I was like, not only am I ready for work, I'm excited for work because I'm not hungover. I'm still drunk. There's no better way to deal with spreadsheets than with a warm, fuzzy buzz going on. Dickie, it's your mother. No, you never call me. I mean, I wonder, is your finger broken? Just don't tell my mother. It's your mother. 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 No, you never call me. Just don't tell my mother. Just don't, just don't. Don't tell, don't tell. Where the hell are you? You are never home. Hello, my family. Welcome to Don't Tell My Mother. I am your host, Nikki Levy, and I am so happy to be here with you. Don't Tell My Mother is a brand new podcast where your favorite humans from TV, movies, sports, comedy, tell a true story they'd never want their moms to know. And then they spill the tea to their mothers. We have an awesome guest today. She is the quintessential Jewish drag queen from New York City. I'm talking about Ms. Cracker. Ms. Cracker killed it on season 10 of RuPaul's Drag Race. She is a fabulous gay rights activist and feminist activist, and she has an amazing podcast out I want you guys to check out. It's called She's a Woman. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Ms. Cracker is telling a story about drinking her way to the top in corporate America. We expect no less. And then she's bringing on a very special guest who's known her longer and better than anyone else. And longer is better, so they say. Here is my special guest, Ms. Cracker. Just don't tell my mother. Just don't, just don't, just don't. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Ms. Cracker, the first thing I have to tell you is I have to, I'm stripping for those of us who can't see, but I wore this shirt specifically for you, which says, Oy vey, I'm gay. Yay! I love it. I mean, you're looking at my rack, but try just to look at the letters. See this? Hello, somebody. Yes. Isn't that great? There, there's an, a whole new phrase for, a whole new meaning for off the rack, you know? <laughs> well, Ms. Cracker, I'm so happy to be here with you. I wish I could be with you face to face in real life, but, you know, COVID. So do me a favor. Tell everyone where you are right now. I am in Harlem. I think you can probably hear the sirens in the background. Yes, I do. Okay, perfect. Yeah, that means it's called ambiance, not ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> well, this podcast is all about stories we don't want our moms to know. And I know you have a good one. But before we get to it, I want to know more about your mother. 
Can you tell me a little bit about the first time she saw you in drag? She first saw me in drag when I first did drag. Well, in person or on photographs? Either way. I sent her pictures immediately the very first day that I did drag. And it was uh, for a marriage equality demonstration in Times Square. Broad daylight, middle of the winter. um, And I was wearing this big David's bridal wedding dress and an Amy Winehouse wig. And uh, I sent her the pictures and uh, she was like, wow, <laughs> you know, she just, I think uh, she thought it was crazy uh, in a good way. And which is, you know, sort of a theme for my life. Crazy in a good way. Crazy in a good way is the best way to be. Yeah. This might be the Jewiest episode we have. The Jewier, the better for me. Right. Oh, absolutely. What was Judaism like in your house that it played such a big role in, you know, who you are now as an adult? Uh, the holidays were a huge part of our life, especially Hanukkah, because um, it was my family's answer to the rest of the family's Christmas. But mostly it was uh, the history of our family that I learned, you know, through our father that uh, we escape from Europe at just the right time um, as a family. And culturally for my father, it was so important for me to understand that whether or not I knew about my Jewishness, it was going to be a part of my life. So I should probably learn about it. I saw an interview between you and Michelle Visage, one of the illustrious judges on RuPaul's Drag Race. And you talked about feeling different. And I totally relate to that. How did you feel different growing up? Oh, well, I mean, particularly with my Jewishness, like a lot of kids on the playground would tell my sister and I that we were going to hell. Um, That's what their parents had told them. And um, aside from the Jewishness, we were a very creative family. So my sister and I were always making things, crafting things out of uh, recycled materials so that we could make our own world um, because we didn't really have uh, plastic toys like a lot of other kids did. Did you also make clothes? Because I know you are a fabulous seamstress and you made clothes for Drag Race. We made a lot of clothes. We had this particular event that we went to every year called Chaos in the Grass. And uh, it was a family occasion. And what we did is we just made these elaborate hot glued together costumes, um, my sister and I. And we would appear like looking like these wild uh, (laughs) sort of topsy-turvy creatures for the family occasion. And it was really it was like people would look forward to seeing what we did, what, what would have feathers glued on it this time, you know. I think that that creativity and the Jewishness together, which, of course, obviously, they often go hand in hand, that set us apart, that set us apart. And ultimately, it wasn't a bad thing because it it led me on an interesting path. So like maybe like drag began in the chaos in the grass. Yeah, I think drag definitely began there. Yeah. So I'm sure everyone knows this because you are beloved. But of course, you were, you know, in drag race. Was it season 10? That's right. Amazing. And what was your favorite costume that you wore, whether you made it or not? What was your what was your like most fabulous favorite outfit? Oh, my pickle, my pickle. That was my it was an off the rack pickle costume, but it brought so much joy to people and it brought a lot of joy to me. So wonderful. I used to have a pickle shirt that said, uh, I'm a big deal. Yeah. Right. And that's how Mm -hmm. I felt. So you're here to tell us a story. And I know it is a very boozy one. Tell me everything, Cracker. This is the story of how I changed jobs and didn't know it. I was living in New York City, and I was working as an assistant at a book club, which is essentially like Columbia House. They send you a book every month, and um, 
if you don't send it back, it's yours and you pay for it. And the right. whole idea is that you get deep discounts for buying a book every month. Um, so this is for like major like book lovers in New York. For major book lovers in New York and around the country. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was working and I was a mess because my job was intensely hard. It was all spreadsheets and data entry. And as you know, for creative people, that stuff can be very hard. Yeah, this is this is not meshing with the, the pickle costume. Yeah, already. it's yeah, mm-hmm. uh, right. Exactly. I was sitting in a cubicle and a sea of cubicles. And it just wasn't, you know, like I was not shining the way mm-hmm. I wanted to be or the way that every cis gay man believes he's supposed to. Anyway, so one of the ways that I would uh, refresh my spirit is every Tuesday night, there was this straight bar stuck in the middle of the gay neighborhood in Chelsea, and they had a weekly event called Flip Tuesdays. And Flip Tuesdays was this night where the bartender would flip a coin, and if you could call heads or tails correctly, you could get a free drink. Wow. Yeah. How did you find out about Flip Tuesdays? I found out about Flip Tuesdays because, let's be frank, I was at that straight bar every night. And uh, <laughs> For what? What were you doing in a straight bar? Were you out at this time? Uh, I was out at this time, but I preferred I preferred the company of the people that used to throw beer bottles at me in junior high for some reason, you know? Self-loathing. Get you. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah exactly. Exactly. Um, I'm with you. So- I'm with you. I, uh, it was a, it was a place to go and be left alone, I think was, was the thing. And that's what I wanted. Um, because you know, if you go to a gay bar, um, invariably someone's going to try to start, strike up a conversation with you. And at a straight bar, you're more likely to be left alone if you're reading. So you would go to the straight bar and drink and read. I would go to the straight bar and drink and read the New Yorker. You're crazy. You're crazy girl. You know what? And as I'm saying it, it sounds so great. Right now, that's it. It just sounds like a really great evening. Introverts unite. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, yeah. Introvert on the streets, and uh, when I'm a lady, I'm I'm extroverted. But when I'm when I'm a guy, I'm 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 introverted. So I uh, figured out a way to sort of cheat the universe. And what I would do is, when the bartender flipped a coin, I would flip my own coin, my own lucky coin that I brought. And I found that more often than not, they matched up. And so I would just call whatever was on my coin. And in that wow. way, I was able to get just shit wrecked <laughs> every Tuesday night. <laughs> so every Tuesday night, you were you were gaming the system, but just because you were good, like you were coordinated and you were like, he's going to oh, yeah. flip that bitch. I'm going to flip that bitch. I want yeah, here. exactly. Yeah, wow, that's impressive. I got to be honest. And I was drinking um, Blue Moon at the time. So you can imagine it's very, very filling, but I powered through. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's what I did on the beginning of this story. That's where this story begins. It begins on a flip Tuesday because I got trashed on this particular Tuesday. And the next day I woke up for work and I was like, you know what? Not only am I ready for work, I'm excited for work because I'm not hungover. I'm still drunk. And at oh that time, I was like, there's no better way to deal with spreadsheets than with a uh, a, a warm, fuzzy buzz going on. <laughs> right. I'm perfectly equipped to, to do my job. Exactly. Loaded. So I, I went into work and I sat down at my desk and I was doing my thing. And I was like, I hope my breath doesn't smell when I heard behind me the footsteps of my youngest boss. And uh, she came up to me. And I was like, oh, no, I've been discovered. 
And she said, can I speak to you in my office for a minute? And I was like, oh, no, it's over. She knows that I'm drunk at work today and not unusually, you know, like, and that's not an unusual situation. So she called me into her office and she was like, you know what? It's kind of come to my attention that we haven't gone out to lunch together as a manager and employee before. (laughs) And I was like, phew, um, okay. She's like, I'd like to take you out and maybe we'll even have a drink. Oh, God, no. So I was like, that now this day is looking up. So we went out to this uh, upscale version of an Irish pub, which if you're if you know New York City, you know you can you can throw a rock and hit an Irish pub um, yes. in Midtown at any time. So we go in, and of course I have a beer. My boss encourages me. She's like, you know, treat yourself. Like uh, you know, this is our special lunch. So I have a couple of beers. And uh, then it gets to the point where she's had a couple of beers. So then we start doing those things where um, you uh, (laughs) drop a shot into whatever the beer is. And that's the drink like you're doing. Yeah. You're making, you're crafting, you're making your own thing, you know. Right. Like, and you're, as, and you know, you're crafty, so. Like, and I'm crafty. This, this, I love this to, place. I love to put some things together. We had like Irish car bombs and everything. And then we went back to the office and I was just blazed and hoping to make it through the rest of the day. By the time I get back to my office, I am twofold blazed because oh I came in drunk and now I'm even more drunk. It is just like, I can feel one Penn South building just swaying And uh, I I realized I really got myself in a situation and I'm thinking the best case scenario for me is I can just get through this day. And uh, I'm just thinking that when I hear footsteps behind me again, and this time it is my older, much more straight laced and strict manager. She brought me back to her office and uh, she was like, you know, been here for about a year. You know how things work. And I think it's time for a change. And I was like, looked out at my lap and I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to get fired. Then I looked up and she was like, well, you know, that's why you have to be so careful in the city as a young gay man. And, you know, just be extra careful. I had to learn the hard way from the experiences of my gay friends. And I was like, oh, my God, did I miss something? And I realized that in this meeting with my boss, I had blacked out and missed a whole section of the conversation. Uh Oh, she had gone on to talk about some kind of warning about gay life in the city. But I don't know what had happened. Was I fired? Right. Was I on warning? Was there some kind of reprimand? What had happened in the middle of all that? And she says, you know, I think, you know, we're pretty clear on uh, what you need to do and uh, and what needs to happen today. And I was like, okay, you're yes, you're right. I walked out just bewildered and sat down at my desk. And I was like, do I pack everything up? Am I out of here? Um, does it need to be now? Is the security guard going to come? And just at that moment, I hear footsteps one more time. And it's my younger boss. And she says, well, congratulations on being uh, promoted to a new position. Uh, do you need a list of all the uh, new responsibilities that you have? And I was like, absolutely huh? Not. I, of course, remember from the meeting and I think we're clear on everything. <laughs> just don't tell my mother. Just don't, just don't. Just... How would you like 
you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. So you got promoted while you were blacked out in your boss's office? I got promoted in my boss's office, yep. I had to then Sherlock Holmes my way around the office and figure out what I had been promoted to and what my new position was all about. And uh, I was now an editor at the book clubs and I was in charge of a lot more. And uh, it was really wild. (laughs) It was really wild. And did you continue to go to Flip Tuesday? Oh, absolutely. Because, you know, it got me promoted. (laughs) If it works, keep going. Right, exactly. How did this change your life? How did the experience of getting this promotion, getting fucked up, thinking you were going to be fired, getting the promotion, how did it like, affect or change your life? Oh, the, nothing can change the life of a drinker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me just ask you this. Were you a wild kid growing up? You grew up in Seattle, right? I grew up in Seattle and I was not a wild kid. I was one of those kids that even though I was in drama class, the parties that I went to were all... Uh, clean and sober, and I was home by 10 p.m. no matter what. So you were not a drinker? or a I was not a drinker. I didn't have my first drink until I was in college. Wow. So when you moved to New York, did you do, because I'm from New York, did you do the thing that everyone does when they when they aren't from New York and they're gay, which is they go fucking ape shit crazy and party all the time? Absolutely. But it was just like, uh, it was me by myself. So it wasn't like a uh, queer as folk montage of me running around in the Babylon <laughs> with my best friends. It was literally just me at the straight bars ordering my uh, blue moon and <laughs> living my life, meeting strangers and coming to work either drunk or hungover. Now, I know your mother does not know this story, but you told me ahead of time that it was OK for us to give her a ring. Is that still OK? That sounds great to me. All right. Let's call your mother. Mama Cracker. Hi. Now I I know you have a different name. What what do we what should I call you? I'm Nikki. Um, call me Hamster. Hamster. How did you get the name Hamster? I stand with my hands kind of like this together down low. <laughs> they called it Hamster Hands. That was part of the story. <laughs> Yeah, she Aww. she has hamster hands when she stands. Wow. Well, Hamster, I'm so happy to meet you. I love Miss Cracker. I love Miss Cracker so much. We just had a lot of Jewish fun together. Good. And Goyish fun. I think both. Miss Cracker told us a story 
of getting promoted in New York. And I want Ms. Cracker just to tell you because it's very funny and they're just going to give you a little snippet of it. Okay. All right. So, Hamster, here's the story. Well, you remember Flip Tuesdays at Flight 151 where if you flip a coin... Take me there. I, I didn't take you there? <laughs> you no. heard about it. But that wasn't a drag show. No. It was a straight bar. It was a straight so bar. This- oh, you never took me to straight bars. No, oh, didn't. my God. I can't believe I didn't take you to Flip Tuesday. Well, I mean, we're going to have to fix that when you uh, when you come I'm to okay. New York next. Anyway, there was this one particular uh, Flip Tuesday when I was back when I was working at the book clubs. Okay. And uh, I got so trashed that I woke up in the morning uh, still drunk when I went to go to work. So I'm getting the feel of this story. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And my boss came up behind me and was like, you know, it's come to my attention that we haven't gone to lunch as a employee and manager yet. Okay. So she uh, took me out to lunch and she got me a couple of beers. Oh, great. Couldn't used to not be able to handle two beers. Right, exactly. And then we went back to the office and I was just blazed and hoping to make it through the rest of the day. (laughs) And I heard footsteps behind me again. And this time it was my other manager. And she was like, "Uh, Uh you've been here for about a year. You know how things work. And I think it's time for a change. And I was like, looked out at my lap and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to get fired. And I realized that in this meeting with my boss, I had blacked out and missed a whole section of the conversation. And I had no idea whether I was being reprimanded or (laughs) fired or put on probation or whatever. And uh, she was like, so are you clear on all your new responsibilities in your new position now that you've been promoted? So he got promoted instead of fired. (laughs) I'm not surprised, but... (laughs) (laughs) I told Cracker, I said, you are very smart. And I said, you must have gotten this from somewhere. What is your um, secret for raising such a such a menchie kid? Oh, that's easy. You just let them go and you learn from them. I just mm. followed him around and went, oh, my. What what was Cracker like as a kid? Absolutely wonderful. And that's no way. No, really not bad. Not getting into trouble. Always called when he was going to be later than the curfew. Just a good kid. Ms. Cracker, is there a time that you remember being wild as a kid where your mom caught you or didn't catch you? Oh, like my wildest time was when I went to see a play at a senior center and I was like 30 minutes late from the (laughs) curfew, I think. And and Hamster was like, don't do that. You'll worry me. And I think that's as close as we as we got to wild behavior. I just was not a wild kid. Did you are you surprised or did you have some indication that Miss Cracker would grow up to be this fabulous drag queen? Oh, totally surprised. No idea. Really? Yeah. How how come? Um, because I didn't know about drag queens. Oh. <laughs> I was not surprised that Cracker appeared. And yeah. I didn't know she was going to appear until she did. But when she did, I recognized her and I recognized I was being part of Matt's. Ah. Always got always it. a ham. Always a little crazy um Crazy costumes, crazy acts, stuff like that. Yeah. What was what was a crazy costume that you remember? Oh that she made. The trash can one. Tell me. The trash can one. Yeah, you know, when you had the trash cans, Sylvia wore a trash can hat and you wore (laughs) the wings you made and Was that for Chaos in the Grass? 
That I think that was a chaos in the grass. How did Miss Cracker get to be this this crafty? Are you very crafty too? Oh, very crafty. Yes. Oh, so they had how lots, so? They had lots of access to materials, and there's always trash. Trash. In fact, mostly of that's why I called it your gar- trash can thing. Most of what you were wearing was trash. <laughs> Ms. Cracker, you are trash. Yeah, I am. I'm trash from the ground up. (laughs) When did you realize Max was gay? I don't know. Did she ever come out? (laughs) I don't think so. It was such a long, long thing. I went, (laughs) well, I guess when he figures it out and he's ready. Oh, my gosh. Then we just ignored it. And he'd talk about going out with um, some guy and you didn't call it a date. And you didn't call it anything. You didn't call yourself anything. You yeah. went out with men and girls and you just had fun. That's right. That's nailed it. Yeah. So he never actually came out and said, I'm gay. I mean, yeah. sort of knew. How are you turning into your mom? How are you turning into hamster? Oh, I always that the way I look at myself in the mirror, I just, I'll stand to the side and suck my butt. stomach in. Yeah, suck my, <laughs> check my waist and check my butt. I'll catch myself. I'll catch myself doing it, and I'll realize that that's exactly that's my mother used to look in the mirror. Yeah, <laughs> actually diminishes the butt, sucking the waist. You know. Yeah. You'll give me lessons. Yeah. 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 It's the only way to look in the mirror. Hamster, what do you think the best piece of advice is, or the best thing that you taught Miss Cracker growing up? Like maybe the most important thing. The most important thing. Yeah. Right, Max. To your own self, be true. That's right. And the hard part on that, of course, was you know you got to figure out what that self is. Who are you now, Miss Cracker? Because I think that's an that's a wonderful point, Hamster, and I think that's an evolving question. I learned that I'm an evolving, changing person, and uh, you know now I am. I'm a maker. That's what I realized. That's what I am. I'm a mm. maker, and I stay true to that. Yeah. 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 From everything, right? Costumes yeah. and performance and writing. And writing. And yeah, that's what, that's how I explore the world. Well, Cracker, you are just a, a love, a love, a lovable love. Thank you, lady. I had a really great time. It's just really nice, this Zoom thing that I can see my son. I usually just watch my Cracker on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> so thank yeah. you. Yeah. I love, I love I mean, be, being with moms and their kids are like my favorite thing in the world. Like seeing people that are so talented and like where they came from is, is my joy in life. And I see why Miss Cracker is just the superstar that she is, you know, and the queen that she is. So thank you for being here. Thank you. Oh. Hamster, Miss Cracker, will you guys take us out? If it's not one thing, it's, it's your, your mother. mother. I hope you enjoyed this episode hanging with me and Ms. Cracker and Ms. Cracker's mommy, Ms. Hamster. If you did, subscribe to Don't Tell My Mother wherever you get your podcasts. And please follow us on Instagram at Don't Tell My Mother. We can't wait to see you soon. Mwah. Don't Tell My Mother is created, hosted, and executive produced by Nikki Levy, my daughter. The show is executive produced by John Cryer. Oh my God, I love him. And Lisa Joyner and Jody Zuckerman Weiner at Discount Sushi. Our producer is Liza Glukoff. Co producer, Andrew Condon. Engineered and edited by Kiana Williams. Mixed and edited by Donovan Bullen. Theme song by Donovan Bullen and Joe McKenzie. 
distributed by Acast. Now go call your mothers. Just don't, just don't, just don't. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.